Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, thank you very much, and welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, delighted to uh, join with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, who is buried in a bunker deep somewhere to continue social separation, but she and I are FaceTiming so we can see each other as we launch this program today. Carol is a nationally known gerontologist, graduate of the University of the Incarnate Word, where she got her master's degree in social gerontology, undergraduate degree from Trinity University here in San Antonio as well. And Carol, it is good to see you. It is nice to see you as well. And your cats are all getting along? <laughs> my cat, my, you know, after six months, the cats, the family, we're all getting along in our underground bunker. What's interesting, a lot of us, and uh, Randy can speak to that as well, uh, spending so much time at home, if you have pets, uh, you know, we're interrupting what was their sleep time usually. <laughs> Well, and now, now every day when you have cats, that means you're at their beck and call all day long. Right. Well, you know, the, the thing is, dogs have owners, cats have staff. That's right. Which is the way it That's always right. works. Now, I ran into my friend Randy uh, uh, a few times in the last couple of weeks, and I noticed Dad was with him. And uh, I, I know his dad. I'd met him several years ago. Dad lived out in... Uh, uh, the, the far west, and Randy was living here in San Antonio. And then I discovered, as Randy will tell us, that he has uh, become his dad's caregiver. So Randy Escamilla, who is uh, head of public relations for the Southside Independent School District, a well-known broadcaster. You would know him the minute you saw his face for all of the news reporting he's done here on TV at WOAI and KMOL back then when it was KMOL. Uh, and he uh, has ended up uh, as a uh, uh, certified public relations professional. And Randy, good to talk with you. Well, thank you very much, Ron and Carol. Thanks for having me on. And, and um, you know, speaking about my dad and, and being a caregiver is something that I never imagined possible. But here we are today, and, and uh, it's been quite a journey. Well, I remember a few years back at uh, a birthday party that uh, my wife threw for me, and you were there with your dad. Uh, he was the life of the party. There wasn't a young woman in that room with whom he did not dance. All energy, all up uh, and excited, and uh, everybody enjoyed talking to him. I enjoyed talking to him. Uh, and bring us to today, what have you seen in the way of his need for a caregiver? Well, I let me just begin um because I never expected that my 92-year-old dad would be living with me. Um, I had my own plans, and I, I, uh, I was just starting to date, and uh, it was just uh, my life was just clicking along as I planned it to be. But then last uh, Thanksgiving, my dad came to visit me from New Mexico, and um, on the day that he was supposed to fly back, uh, he had a stroke. And I noticed... Um, I, what happened was he was watching he was watching TV and and I was sitting uh, right next to him near him, and he asked me where I was and I thought well that's odd I'm right here and so I told him, 
And I saw that he was looking off into all different directions. He he was just staring blankly, but looking. And you know, uh, I have seen people uh, in end of life, and 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 so I asked him. I said, "What are you seeing?" And when I when he responded, he was mumbling. So I said, "Oh, okay. Let me. I need to sit right by him and let me ask him my name." And he mumbled. He he couldn't articulate it. So I immediately called nine one one. And uh, off we went to the hospital to take care of his stroke. Uh, when he recovered from from that, a few about a month later, he he turned to me and said, "I'm living with you." <laughs> and I said, oh, I, I said, "Okay, all right." And uh, and and I completely was caught off guard. But in some ways, I anticipated. I know that my father has always loved me immensely, and he's always felt comfortable with me. And so, um, you know, I've got another room at my condo, and and here we are. And I want to tell you that it's not something that I planned, and it took it really took adjusting because I, I needed to find out, you know, how do I how do I get health care for him? How do I, you know, get get uh, provide a social outlet for him? And and so. Those were high priorities because he's a very social man, as you mentioned, Ron, and and so um, I, I can tell you how all of that happened. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron. We're talking with Randy Escamilla, who has become the caregiver and caretaker of his 92-year-old father, who has moved here and settled into. Randy's condo, and they are uh, quite a pair, the two of them, when you see them around town. And uh, Carol, you want to jump in? Well, you know, I thought the most important thing, Randy, in your story was the fact that you responded immediately to what was unusual behavior. The fact that, you know, he asked a strange question, his eye response was odd, um, and you you didn't hesitate, you called 911. And too many of us are trying to self-diagnose, we're, you know, not wanting to go to extremes, and we don't call 911 when we need to. And a stroke is, you know, those seconds matter, and I love that you just called. It was, uh, thank you, Carol, it was uh, intuitive, and, and I just thank God for that because I had never been around th- that situation, but there was just something completely odd about it, and I had heard a little bit about strokes previously, so uh, I just had enough knowledge and, and enough, um, enough sense to know that something wasn't right, and, uh, and I'm glad that I did. So... <laughs> When he when he said to me after after recuperating a month later and said I'm moving in with you, um, I think my biggest priority was finding a social outlet for him because um, my as Ron mentioned my dad loves to dance and and he he will um, in fact I'll tell you that I found um, the Doris Griffin Center the senior center and I I found uh, Via Trans could come pick him up and take him to the Doris Griffin Center, and he loved it. And I, so he, he would come back, and I said, how was it? He goes, you know what? I'm the one that started the dancing. He started everyone dancing at the Doris Griffin Senior Center, um, operated by WellMed, and, and so he, was, he loved it. And, and you know, he didn't, he didn't have to have anyone out on the dance floor. He, all he needed was some music and, and maybe, maybe a little lady, and, and he would just tear up that, <laughs> that dance floor. And that's who he is. So, uh, and, and he loved it. And then all of a sudden, after March 16th, COVID happened, and, and things came to a screeching halt. And so it's been a, 
it's been a little rough for him because he misses that social outlet. Now, if it's rough for him, it's rough for you. It is. It really is. Um, but the, the amazing thing is, is that I think for me, Ron, the most important thing was, was just accepting that he's under my care and realizing how vulnerable he is and how much he needs me. And, and once I reached that stage and wasn't fighting and battling it, but, but seeing him as somebody who needs help, uh, and seeing my role as, as, um, the caregiver and the one that, that, that really provides him with everything, uh, most everything, then, then I was able to reach, uh, have some serenity, if you will because at first it was completely shocking to my system. You know, he had, he had come uh, and he had been, he had visited with me previously. He had lived with me uh, from time to time uh, in 2012, from 2012, but um, this was something completely different. And, and I see how, how vulnerable he is, how he's not able to um, cook he he he's not able to use any appliances and that's probably a good thing but uh it's it's just completely different this time he's not able to because of cognitive changes that you have seen i think so ron um i i tried to put a little um piece of paper on the microwave with some food there um hey when i'm gone all you have to do is just push that yellow piece of paper and and that will start the microwave. Right. But when I when I came back home, uh, he just uh, either he forgot or he was afraid. Huh. And you found that uh, uh, Via Trans and the Doris Griffin Senior Center were just uh, for for Tony and for you a great combination. They'll be back at some point. And I'd mentioned to you off the air, Carol Zerniel, who is the uh, head of all of those senior center operations across uh, San Antonio and Austin uh, and, and in Corpus Christi and elsewhere. Uh, I can tell you what that schedule is like, Carol. He needs that center open. Can you just open it for Tony? <laughs> you know, I had somebody ask me that exact question <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> um, and I told them no, so I have bad news, Randy. <laughs> it doesn't look like we're going to well, be able to do it for you either. <laughs> well, we're we're going to hold out until, until uh, it can open. You know, it's interesting. My dad just has a way of being at the right place at the right time, not only when he was having the stroke, but when I, when I took him to register at the Doris Griffin Center, he met Doris Griffin. <laughs> and so, you know, it, that's who my dad is. You know, he met Doris Griffin, he met Flaco Jimenez, and, um, you know, it, it, he just has this way about him. And, uh, and I love it because uh, he doesn't realize uh, how, how significant uh, these people are, but, but he, just, he just enjoys people. Well, Flacco is really down to earth. I would think the two of them would get along splendidly. Oh, I I, I can imagine. And uh, you know, they 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 met in passing, and I think my dad was ready to dance. <laughs> I'm sure. So, what what is it you learned about yourself? Because as you said, your dad had stayed with you. Uh, you've lived alone for quite a while. I had to chuckle when you said you had just started dating. As long as I've known you, Randy, you were always just started dating. So, Oh, yes. <laughs> how has your life adjusted with your dad living with you? Well, especially with COVID right now, um, I'm very careful because I, 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 I recognize that if I was to catch COVID, it could, it could 
be, and, and it, could, it could kill him. Right, you'd survive and, if he'd die. And, uh, and I don't want that at all, so I'm very, very cautious about that. Now, uh, the one thing that, um, that my dad, uh, the outlet that I allow my dad to, to join me on is here at the, at the Southside ISD's Kim Repair Food Pantry. And he, while he cannot lift any boxes, um, his presence really is the gift. And people um, know who my father is. And they, they you know, he, in, in many ways, Ron and Carol, my father is here to journey with them. And, and he, he waves at people, and they wave at him, and they, they ask about him. These are people from the Southside community who are here to get food, but yet um, he's had an impact on them. And, and I guess it, um, and it really is beautiful because he, he's a welcoming presence. All right, stay with me just a minute, Randy. You know how this works. We'll come right back to you. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Carol Zernial, is with us, and Randy Escamilla on our Caregiver SOS on our hotline talking about how he suddenly became a caregiver for his 92-year-old father. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air on 930 AM, The Answer. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing. Caregiver stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Carol Zerniel, is with us, and uh, we're delighted to have Randy Escamilla on our Caregiver SOS on air hotline. He has uh, become a caregiver for his 92-year-old father. Dad moved here from New Mexico, and they are hanging out together in 09, hanging in 09. <laughs> so, Randy, as you think about, you know, where you are today and the changes you've had to make uh, in, in your life to accommodate your dad. I, I don't hear any regret or, or anger. Not at all. Um, I think I've come to not only accept uh, where, where he is in my life, but also that uh, my father in my life has, we've, we've been able to grow together. And, and I see... Um, I see the aging process as as just something very delicate, but also very beautiful. Something not to fear, but for me to embrace. Because um, I just see how how loving he is, and and it's just been very good overall, Ron. Um, between uh, the love that that I as a son have for my dad and him for me, um, and and it's just it's just it's great. And, and so, no, there are no regrets because I know that I'm doing everything I can to, to make his life comfortable. He's 92, um, and, and he recognizes that, you know, this, the, the, at some point it's not going to continue forever. And he's well aware of that, and he's just really enjoying being with me. And, and to me, that's, that's a beautiful thing to see. Well, so many of us, you know, uh, as caregivers, 
the glass is half full or half empty. And so you paint a brilliant picture of the positive aspects of caregiving, the rewards of caregiving. I know my father is 90, um, and I spend as much time with him as I can uh, and, and help out. i got a sister who normally does most of the caregiving. And so it, it, it's an honor and, and a privilege, but to take it on full time with that kind of a recognition of, of what it can mean to you um, in a positive way is fantastic. Well, it, it wasn't always, and thank you for that, Carol, but it wasn't always like that. I mean, I'm the youngest of six kids, and I'm, I'm, I'm the only single one. And, um, you know, I had one sister who would, who would call and, and just tell me, you know, I'm so glad Dad is in, in such good hands with you. <laughs> and on the, on, the other, on the other line, I'm, uh, my face is just turning red because uh, I'm like, well, you know what, it'd be nice if you stepped up to the plate. But the reality is, is that legally, um, you know, my dad survived the Wedgwood fire back in, in 2014, in December 2014. He was on the, on the 10th floor of that 11-story building. And, uh, and wow. so sh- shortly after that, I became his legal um, guardian. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, but he, he continued to live his life. But when he came back to live with me, um, at after Thanksgiving, after last Thanksgiving, I realized how much he needed me. Right. Well, and for those that don't know, the Wedgwood Fire here in San Antonio was a senior high-rise building, and I believe it was three people were killed. Um, well, med, we had around, uh, I think it was around 30 patients, actually, that lived in that building, and we um, helped support uh, a lot of the, the folks to as they transitioned to a different housing arrangements, they were never able to get back together again. That was it. Um, my dad survived, and uh, shortly after that, Carol, he went back to New Mexico, and and um, he went back to New Mexico until he came back to live with me this time. And 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 it is completely, uh, you know, I you know what I just want to say this that I didn't know how to um, manage and maneuver. Medicaid, Medicare, healthcare, I knew nothing about that. And so um, there's, a, there's a gentleman from WellMed named Barry Bertola. And uh, Barry connected me to uh, a lady um, who sells insurance. Her name is Sandra Castro. And Sandra helped uh, get my dad on United Healthcare. And from there, everything began to fall into place. And so, uh, you know, I and I say that not as a commercial, but I say this as truth. That that uh, having um, my dad get on United Healthcare and also then on WellMed became became it, it really eased everything after that. And and I say that um, I'm a former journalist, but I'm also um, I'm just speaking the truth. Yeah, it's not a commercial. I had no idea that. Uh... Your dad was a well-med patient. That's pretty cool. You didn't know that. No. No, I did not and know. So, and so, uh, it making made a... all the difference for my dad. And so I'm, I really am grateful that because it helped me. It helped bring some ease to me because I didn't know um, anything about caring for an elderly person. Now, do you think having been a journalist helped you do things like track down Barry uh, Bertola and get the kind of information you needed to make decisions for your dad? Well, uh, yes, yes, I will say that, uh, Ron, because as a journalist, you know, 
you come up against obstacles, and so you you learn how to maneuver around, and you never accept no for an answer. You just keep moving forward and forward. In my position and in my connection to WellMed and, and WellMed's Barry Bertola, um, I, I met Barry because of his involvement at the Kim Repair Food Pantry and in our school district. And so that's how I came into touch with Barry, never, never, never expecting that one day I would need to contact Barry for services on how WellMed might be able to help me. But it just worked out. Now, for those who don't well, know, to, go ahead, Carol. I was just going to say, to the point, you know, um, you know, the healthcare piece for any caregiver, get nailing down that healthcare piece and the, getting on the right plan with the right physicians, you know, it's just so critical uh, when you've got somebody who's older with a different health conditions, someone who's just had a stroke. Um, and so when it is, it's, it's hugely important when you feel good about that piece of your caregiving life. You know what it does, Carol? It takes a weight off of me because uh, I know that, that my dad has, has, you know, amazing health coverage. I know that if I'm not able to take him to his uh, doctor's appointment, um, uh, a comfort care car will come and pick him up, and they can, they can do door-to-door service. And my father, I don't have to worry about it, and my father loves it because he can interact with somebody. I don't know if they have many female drivers. He'd like that. <laughs> they they have a few. <laughs> <laughs> Good for your dad. Well, you have done all the right things, and I'm assuming you've also uh, taken care of the kind of end-of-life decisions that have to be made so you all are prepared for what may happen. Yes, and we've talked about that. And we've talked about burial and, and how all of that will, will transpire. You know, he, he said, you know, when, when, when I die, are you gonna, are you gonna ship me back to New Mexico so I can be buried with your mother? And, uh, and I said, well, I said, we're gonna, we're gonna cremate you because it'll be a lot easier. So I'll fly you up in the air and I'll put you in my luggage. And he just <laughs> chuckled. <laughs> he chuckled and he was good with that. Oh, I like that. So, uh, you'll take him in your luggage and, off you go. Yeah, we, yeah. we won't. We, yeah, we we won't make any more comments on that in case anybody from the FAA is listening. Right. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's probably got a, a regulation governing. There's some rules that. around that. Yeah, uh, I'm transport. sure there probably are. So, Randy, for someone who's listening, who, uh, you know, today is going to have the same experience you had: a slam bam, a stroke, a heart attack, a, a sudden recognition that uh, their loved one isn't functioning as well. What advice do you have? I think as baby boomers, I, I, I just want to uh, suggest that um, not, only, not only as a stroke, but people may have COVID and, and, and we're taking in our parents, right, when we never expected this to happen. But I, for me, what helped is, is becoming flexible, um, having, having faith, um, and, and calling upon a higher power um, also helped me because I, I will admit it was not easy at first. It was not part of my plan. So um, my whole life changed, and not only because of COVID-19, but uh, having my dad in. And so um, really calling on, on um, having some form of spiritual uh, belief um, was crucial for me to to come to accept having my father in my life, and so 
uh, Ron, that that was probably the the most critical part of it, um, because I think as as baby boomers begin to take care of their parents, and um, it, it's not something that we expect. I will also say that uh, we went to about four different nursing homes to see if uh, they could take him in so that he could, you know, maybe they might have some form of entertainment. And uh, uh, these these were not assisted living places, but these were nursing homes. And, and my father was just so um, uh, heartbroken for the people in the nursing homes because it was... It was not what he envisioned, and it was not what I thought would a nursing home would be like either. It was it was um, heartbreaking and depressing. Yes, um, and so you know there was one lady who was just shouting, you know, help me, help me, help me, and and uh, you know my father didn't know what to do, and the the nurse said, oh that that lady is always saying that, you know, just um, don't worry, she's okay. You know, when you hear that, and it's just, uh, it's just heartbreaking, and, and it's sad, really. Well, I got to stop you right there, Randy Escamilla. Thank you so much for uh, for sharing this. And I'm assuming your uh, uh, Southside ISD uh, bosses are happy to uh, uh, take my dad to work day, right? <laughs> He's been with me, and, and I will say this: that my superintendent loves him, and so. Uh, I'm fortunate that I do have a, a good boss who understands. Randy, thanks. Randy Escamilla, our co-host who was with us as well, Carol Zerniel, thank you. I'm Ron Aaron. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS on Air on 930 AM, The Answer. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS on Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org.